This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome to another edition of the Drop Podcast. In this edition, we're going to be going over the Blues weekend games, the Blues versus the Stars on Friday, the 29th, and the Blues versus the Hurricanes at home on the 30th. The Blues were looking to score more goals than they have in recent games. They were looking to continue their very good defensive play in these two games. They wanted to end the year with a two-game winning streak and they were hoping to get off to that quick start in Dallas. They wanted to take charge of the Dallas game early. We all know the guys on the Blues team that need to step it up. I know some of the efforts there, but they need to give a little bit more guys like Steen, Berglund, and I know Berglund's playing pretty good, but uh, you know those type of guys, Stasny, Berglund, Steen, Shan, we need Shan to, to start scoring again and continue what he started at the beginning of the year. We need Tarasenko to step it up and start doing things like he did at the beginning of the year. I know that's not a popular thing in St. Louis with people. There are a small minority that really have been ripping on Tarasenko, and I'm not going to go that far. You guys, especially a lot of people never played hockey, you go through droughts even if you're a goal scorer. But Vladdy knows he needs to step it up. He needs to start scoring, you know, three goals in five games, four goals in six games. He needs to start doing that to help this team get going. Every team goes through scoring droughts. Scoring droughts are like colds in the winter. You try your best not to get one, but eventually you're going to get a cold and you're going to be down, just like scoring droughts. You're going to go through games where you don't score. Has it been a while since the Blues have scored a lot of goals? Yeah, it has, but it's going to happen. They're going to get back to it eventually. They keep playing solid defense. Their goaltending's been pretty good. There's been a couple nights where there have been some soft goals go in, but overall, Regardless of what a lot of people are saying, you cannot blame Jake Allen or Carter Hutton. They have kept the Blues in a lot of games sometimes. So once that scoring gets back, you're going to see the Blues start to get stronger in the rest of the year. Hopefully they'll start out the new year strong and we can look forward to the playoffs because this team is built for the playoffs. I really, really mean that. I want to touch on something before we get into the highlights of the game. The Blues have got something they call social media influencers. They pick season ticket people, people that go to the games a lot, people that tweet things about the Blues. They invite them to come to the game. They give them seats. Some of them all-you-can-eat seats. Sometimes they let them know what's going on behind the scenes with the renovations. They give them um, penthouse suite tickets, club seats. It's a great thing. It is a very good thing the Blues are doing. They want to get their fan base hyped about the changes coming to Scott Trade or whatever the arena is going to be named eventually. I don't know of a lot of other teams that do that. I'm in touch with a lot of other podcasters for NHL teams, and I've been talking to them about this, and they really have not told me about any other team that's doing this. So we ought to be very proud of the Blues for doing it. It brings the fans closer, gets the people to look at the Blues more as family, and a lot of us think of the Blues that way. The Blues players are like a family to us. We watch them come in you know, from the Blues drafting them. They play in the AHL. They come up, and they become 
like I said, friends of the family almost. These guys have great personalities, and I've always said hockey players overall are the nicest professional sports figures you will ever want to meet. There's only been a couple guys I've met that I've thought weren't super nice, but they weren't super standoffish either. They just weren't as hospitable as other NHL players I've met. A lot of these guys come from blue-collar families. A lot of these guys, their dads work two or three jobs in Canada, or they work one job and get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to take them to the rink for practice before school. And then they pick them up after school and take them to the rink again for practice. It takes a lot of dedication on the child's part and also the parent's part to get a kid to the NHL. Getting back to the social media thing, the Blues have been picking a lot of great people. All right, the negative of this. Sometimes they pick people that for about a three-game span, they were picking people with 50 followers, 60 followers. I don't know how that can be a social media influencer, number one. The Blues can pick who they want to. But if you're going to call them an influencer, let them have at least a couple hundred followers. Number two, the rules to becoming a social media influencer kind of get me. One of the rules is you must always be positive. You cannot be negative about the blues and only bring out the good in the blues. Come on, guys, you got to be kidding me. You got to take the good with the bad. I can understand and not wanting somebody that trashes the blues, that just rips into them and tells them their players stink and this guy's that and really gets dirty about it. I fully understand that. But if the Blues listen to this podcast, and I know there are a few people with the Blues that do, pick people that are unbiased. Pick people that are going to be positive for the Blues. But please pick people that also are going to be honest about it. If the Blues aren't playing well and certain players aren't scoring, get those people out there that say, hey, we need more out of this guy. We want more out of this guy. We love him. We think he's a great player. But the Blues really need to get more out of him based on what they're paying him and the contract that they signed. I don't see anything negative about that. Because the Blues are thinking the same thing in the front office. Just as I've said, we need more out of Steen. We need more out of Berglund. We need more out of Stasny. And I know Stasny's played well. But everybody needs to step it up. I'm just picking up some of the top paid players here. Everybody needs to play well. It's nothing that I'm sure Coach Mike's not sitting behind the bench going, man, we need Vladdy to start scoring again. I know it's going to happen, but we need him to. We need Berge to start scoring again and be more regular and get back to 20, 23 goals. Uh, you know, we need Shin to start scoring again. We, I'm sure they're saying it. So, Blues, I love your social media influencers. It's great. But pick some unbiased people, too. Don't just pick people that are going to be sunshine and cookies. Pick people that are going to bring out the very positive. Because what you're going to find is those people that are passionate, and I mean really passionate, and people that know hockey, they're going to yell at the top of the mountain about how great the Blues are. And when it comes to bad things that happen, like them not scoring lately, they're going to bring that out, but they're going to try to be positive, most of them. Like, I'm trying to be positive. I know the Blues are sometime are going to start scoring again. I'm not being totally negative, and there's other uh, people on Twitter and other social media accounts that aren't being negative. They just bring it out, hey, Vladdy's great, but he needs to score more. We love Steiner. He's a great two-way player, but he needs to score more. There's nothing negative about that. That is somebody that loves their team and knows what this team needs to win. So enough about the social media influencers. Let's get into this first game against Dallas. Blues wanted to start off offensively and get that first goal against Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop for some of the seasons, not been real great for the Stars, but lately he's been playing pretty good. The Blues would really get a, a lot of good quality shots in this game on him. In fact, had a five on three, and they kept hitting him in the mask. 
They kept continually hitting the poor guy in the mask. The former St. Louisan who played for the Blues had a tough, tough night, but we'll get to his saves. It was a great first period, a scoreless first period. The Blues and Stars went back and forth. I thought it was a very good game, and I don't think anybody can argue that with me. The first period started out. St. Louis had 15 shots on goal in that first period. Dallas had 12. There were a lot of good opportunities for both teams, but Jake Allen stood strong. Ben Bishop stood strong, and both goalies would be the big story in the first period. And lots of space for Petrangelo. Flips it down the left wing side. Steams blast. Saved by Bishop. He had no idea where it went. And it goes all the way down the ice. Yeah, Patterns had a couple of big hits here. And now Faxa comes in. And a drive and a save as Allen got out. So both goalies are really, really on the mark here. They are playing excellent. The Blues would come out in the second period, put a ton of pressure on Ben Bishop, which was very nice to see. They looked very good offensively, but they weren't able to solve Bishop early in the second period. And he came up with two great saves to keep this game 0-0. to One stop by Johns to the line. Fox is trying to hack it out. They don't. John's got on the wrong side of things. Stashing into the slot. Bishop! What a stop! Last out with the right pad and saved the day the other way. Wow! Shores out! And Bishop again! He has Stashney staring at him. A heroic sequence from Ben Bishop. It's just going to be a matter of time where somebody's going to make a mistake and a goal's going to go in. It took until 3 minutes and 49 seconds into the second until one of the teams got on the board. And it would be Matias Yanmark getting his eighth goal to put Dallas up one to nothing. Adelog. Honka. Push one toward the net. Spezza follows it up. They score! Spezza Ben Yanmark! So often that happens. You get those big saves from your goaltender, your specialty teams. And it's up to that Knicks group to come out and put a shift together. Jason Spezza, he takes a look over his shoulder. He sees that Yanmark is heading to the net and puts this right on the tape through the legs of Bortuzzo. Jason Spezza took a look prior to getting to that puck. Takes that little peek right there. Spots Yanmark and puts it right on his tape. Great vision by Spezza. That goal is all Spezza. It just came in, kept the puck, kept the puck, made sure Jake Allen committed to him a little bit. Jake took the right angle thinking Spezza was going to shoot, and nobody took Yanmark. Yanmark headed to the net, and right in front of Jake Allen, put the puck right past him in the side on his blocker side. Not much Jake could do on that one. Stars go up one to nothing. That would be Matias Yanmark's eighth goal of the year. Spezza's great pass gets his 11th assist, and Honka gets his second assist. Three minutes, 49 seconds into the second. Dallas is up one to nothing. The Blues would outshoot Dallas in the second period, 15 to eight. They had so many good opportunities against Ben Bishop, but Ben wasn't going to have anything to do with that. Just a hard, hard fought period. The Blues are playing hard. The Blues are doing the things they need to do to get these opportunities. The Blues are doing the best they can to score. I can't fault them so far in this game. They've played a pretty solid game. One of their best games in a long time. Dallas has played well too, but Jake Allen would keep the Blues in the game. In fact, early in the third, Dallas would get a great opportunity. Jake was going to say, hey, Ben Bishop's not the only goalie here that can make some good saves. I can too. Break underway here in the third period. The Blues are 2-11-1 when trailing after two. Now Ben 
Gets it back. Oh. And a great save by Jake Allen in that give and go. What a save there to keep it at one nothing. A huge save by Jake Allen on Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben had a perfect pass right to him, and he just could not get it past Jake Allen. Gives the Blues some momentum early in the third. They would really start putting pressure on Ben Bishop. And within about a minute of each other, Vladimir Tarasenko and the rookie Tage Thompson would give the Blues a 2-1 to one lead. Bishop hesitates and now makes the play. And then kept in by Tarasenko. He waits, shoots, he scores! Tarasenko ties the game at one. Little hesitation by Bishop, who's good at playing the puck. And he wasn't able to get it completely out of the zone. And Vladdy Tarasenko lets this one rip. This was a perfect shot. Maybe about 12, 14 inches above the ice on the glove side, just inside the post. Bishop's after playing the puck. Now Bishop is scrambling to get back in. Pitlick turns it over inside his blue line. And the Dallas Stars know that that puck has got to go out of the zone, and the Blues take advantage. And boy, and does he need back that for Petrangelo ahead to Tate Thompson. He waits, then a shot. He scores! Thompson off the goal post and in. And the Blues take a 2-1 to lead. Right off the pipe on the stick side this time. A stunning go-ahead goal here by Tage Thompson, his second career National Hockey League goal. And he gains the zone as the Dallas Stars back off the line and, and fires this one so innocently. I'm not sure where Ben was reacting is on the stick side where he miscalculated where it was going. Think It looked to me like he played that as if it was going to go wide. The Blues offense came so alive in the first of that third period. Just two great goals by Tarasenko and Thompson. A bad, bad play Pitlick made in his own end, and Tarasenko got the puck, shot it right by the glove side of Ben Bishop, and Bishop probably should have had that one. That goal would be Tarasenko's 16th of the year, three minutes, 26 seconds in. It was unassisted, more tied at one apiece. Then just a minute five later, Tage Thompson makes what looks like an innocent shot, and it gets by Ben Bishop. That would be Thompson's second goal of the year. Petrangelo gets his 19th assist. Steen gets his 15th assist. Four minutes, 31 seconds in. The Blues are up 2-1. to one. one big thing that would happen in the third period is that Colton Pareko would be pushed in to Jake Allen. He would hit his head on the ice in one of the posts. So the NHL made the decision to call him out of the game, make him go out through concussion protocol, and they brought Carter Hutton back in. And Carter Hutton would have to go into the fire quickly and make a great save to keep this game 2-1 to one Blues. That's was, so there is no ice in there. He's off the glove. Now Ben stole it in front. And Carter oh! Hutton makes a big save on Tyler Pitlick. So Carter Hutton came in, made some big saves when he needed to, and he really preserved that Blues 2-1 to one lead. Eventually, Jake Allen would come back in. Dallas started swarming Jake Allen with about five minutes left, and it doesn't help when you fall down or get tripped by either your player or possibly another player. With five minutes to go. In comes Ben, stole the puck. They're in a heap of mess. on the puck from the Tsars. Adele gets the puck in deep. Allen moves it across, and it's a good forecheck from Jamie Benn. Picks the puck up, comes around the outside, stays on his backhand. Allen's down on the ice. Ben gets his head up, takes a quick peek on the short side. Allen gets tied up a little bit with Tyler Sagan as he's trying to get out of the way. That sends him to the ice. And then Jamie Benn ties this game up at two. But that's that hump. That's the way that Jamie Benn started the hockey game today. 
some bad luck for the Blues. Jake Allen comes back in and ends up falling down on either his own player's skate or one of the Stars player's skates. Regardless, Jamie Benn took the puck from the side of the net back around the net and just put it up over the fallen Jake Allen. Not much Jake could do. That would be Ben's 16th goal of the year, unassisted, 15 minutes, 10 seconds in. This game's tied at two apiece. The turning point in this third period, I thought, even though Dallas come back to tie it two apiece, was this penalty to Stasny. Terrible, terrible call. Him and Ben were roughing each other up on the side of the net. You could have called both of them. You should have called both of them in that instance. When Stasny goes to pull away from him, Ben's helmet comes off and they give the penalty to Stasny. Dallas goes on a power play and Alexander Radulov gets his 13th goal, power play goal, to give Dallas a 3-2 lead. Half wall on the right. Up to Klingberg at the line. Right back to Alexander Radulov. Ben's in front. They score! Look out! Here comes Radulov! It's a change of formation. You take Tyler Sagan, you put him back into the slot, and you have to honor him. Petrangelo on the wall knows where Sagan is. He cheats a little bit to Tyler, gives a little bit of space. Radulov comes off the wall, beats Allen short side. Before I go over the stats, everybody knows my pet peeve. What is it, guys? It's when opposition announcers and people at NBC Sports pronounce Alex Petrangelo's name Petra Angelo. His name is Alex Petrangelo. Whether he made a mistake, please call him Alex Petrangelo. Whether he does something good, please call him Alex Petrangelo. I don't know why that gets on my nerves, but it just does. They don't call Alex Ovechkin Alex Ovechkin. They don't call a Sidney Crosby Sidney Crosby or Crossby. So getting back to this goal, Alexander Radulov, 13th goal of the year. Klingberg gets his 28th assist. Lindell gets his 12th assist. 17 minutes, 39 seconds in. They get a power play goal. And it really kind of deflated the Blues a little bit. The Blues did have a couple more opportunities, but they weren't great. Ben Bishop stood tall. They pulled Jake Allen. And the only thing that happened was that Radulov got another goal. His 14th at 18 minutes, 21 seconds into the third. The Blues lose first of the last two games of the remainder of this year and move on to the Hurricanes. Before we do that and go to the post-game interview, let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Blues outshot the Stars 37-31, to and actually in the first and second period had some great opportunities against Ben Bishop. They had a 5-on-3 and couldn't do anything with it. Face-offs pretty even. The Blues 49%, the Stars 51%. Power plays, each team had four power plays. The Stars were the ones that capitalized, and it was that late controversial power play on that penalty to Stasny. Penalty minutes, the Blues got 20 penalty minutes, the Stars got 10, and out of those 20 penalty minutes, Joel Edmondson got 12 of them. So not Joel's best night, I guess. Hits, uh, the Stars out hit the Blues, not by much, 21 to 17. The Blues really blocked a lot of shots, 27 shots to Dallas's 18 shots. Giveaway, the Blues had 13 and Dallas had nine. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game press conference where we're going to hear from Petrangelo. That's right, Petrangelo, not Petrangelo. Alex Dean and, of course, Coach Mike on this disappointing loss to the Stars when they had the lead 2-1 to one in the third period. We knew they were going to have a push. We just got to do the small things and limit those opportunities. It seems like you know when you're, when you're fighting from behind or having trouble scoring goals, you're still locking it down defensively and doing the right things there, and you get the lead there, and that's when you, when you have some mistakes in your yeah, own Yeah, I mean, we were good defensively for most of the game. I mean, um, we have been for a while now. I mean, we scored a couple of goals. Two's obviously still got to find a way to consistently score more than that, but 
can't be given up or given up, especially at the end of games. Tough I mean, it seems like a playoff atmosphere, and you know, they get game. that. They get a late power play, though. Good, yeah, yeah, we gave them too many opportunities. I mean, the last couple of games we've been giving up five, six power plays, and um, you know, good teams, good players feel better about the game. They get a chance to feel the puck, especially on the power play, and uh, gave them a couple in a row there, and they took advantage of it. You were comparing this to the Edmonton game, is the same feeling of a game that they got away that you yeah, should. Yeah, we, we played hard to you know get the lead, and then we change our game. We just can't I stick with what works. They're off of broken plays, though. I think once we the actual setup part wasn't wasn't good enough. We got some chances on it. Did you feel like once you got the lead, there was just some defensive breakdowns that you know you guys have been pretty good at lately? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look at it, but that's uh, it's obviously disappointing to lose a second game like that. Alex, was there any talk on the ice about why that faceoff was in the ozone before the regular power play goal? It looked like it went off of Sagan. Sagan, the board's a note, yeah. Did you guys complain about that? Or was there any... I don't know. You'd have to ask the guys on the, on the ice. When you guys obviously look like momentum, you take the lead 2-1, to one, but then did you get away from your game after that? Uh... I mean, I don't think so. I think there's uh, there's a couple breakdowns, and they, they uh, I mean, I'd have to look at it. It's just right now, it's disappointing losing. It's not good enough to lose a game like that. But I feel bad for our team. You know, I think that uh, looking back on that, that's uh, that was a bad decision by me. I think I put him in a bad. I think I put Jake and the team in a bad dis, in a bad position there, and. Uh, it's disappointing for our group not to get a win here tonight. I think that we actually played a hell of a game, uh, and uh, and a couple of things that were out of their control. The call at the end of the game is ridiculous. Um, you know, there's scrums all night, and we end up short twice in those uh, situations. Uh, not sure how you how you you know how you make that call, but you know what, it is what it is. And if we keep playing hard and we fight through this adversity, then we'll be better for it. I know they don't explain rubbing calls to you, but they say anything. You no, no. Uh, you know what? Again, the, the thought process was that, that Jake had been uh, really good. He made a huge save uh, on the two-on-one uh, to keep it at, at one nothing, and then we got the lead. Uh, that you know, uh, he was good. We, we felt that he was fine, uh, but the league obviously made the call for him to, to come out, and then we got word that he was fine, so we put him back in. And, and again, that uh, was a mistake on my part. That's. Uh, it's unfortunate for the players because they played they played their hearts out tonight. So, uh, but I know that if we keep doing that, we'll get rewarded. Mike, I know you were talking about calls, but it seemed like the one shot they had went off of their guy, and the faceoff was still in your zone there. Yeah. Right the goals. Yeah. One, oh, I think that there were some things again that were out of our control, and and occasionally you play a really good game and you don't get rewarded. Uh, I think tonight was the case, and uh, and again we just have to make sure we stay positive, and uh, and and keep battling through this adversity, you know. And, we got to be a little bit better closing out games. There's no question of that. I think we should have three wins in our last five. Instead, we have one. Uh, but we're a tough team to play against still. And, uh, you know, we're doing enough things, and we have to do a few more things to, to, to get some more wins, and it'll turn around. I know that. Is it tough to stay positive? Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a long season. And so, uh, you know, we always say if, if, you, if you get too excited about when things are going well, uh, you know, then you're going to be in trouble. And if you get too down when things aren't going well, usually, you know, there's a there's kind of a saying in our game that, you know, when things are going at their best, you're usually not quite that good. And when things are going their worst, you're definitely not that bad. I, Mike, I know it's like fifth or sixth on the list, but the five on three. 
Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's an opportunity for us to grab the lead. We had some good chances too. Uh, just got to finish in that situation. That's the way things have been going. But again, I'm, you know what? For me, you have to build your game, and you have to build the confidence in your game, kind of before start, things start to turn around. Uh, been in this situation a lot of times where you go through a skid where it just seems like nothing's going right, and you just every game you find a way to get a little bit better. And next thing you know, you start to uh, get a win or two, and then all of a sudden you get on a real roll. And I'm confident that's what our team will do. We're done. One enough. No, they, they felt that it was inadvertent, uh, and so not a reason for them to call the penalty. You know, again, confidence after you score those two goals, that'd be a pretty high point for. Yeah, confident, but still, you know, you could still. I, I, I still felt that there was some composure uh, in, in a few areas as far as you know the way that we rushed some pucks. Uh, I felt that maybe we kind of sat back again. Uh, that's the tendency that we have to fight right now. Uh, you know you know you want to win so bad that you just want to hang on to that lead. Uh, when we're at our best, I think we're still aggressive. But, uh, but again, this, you know, we, can, we can dissect it all we want. The players played uh, their hearts out tonight. We played a real strong road game against a tough team, and, uh, and I felt that we deserved the win. So we just have to keep doing that. I thought the Blues actually played a good game. Yeah, they lost 4-2. to two. One of those goals was an empty net goal. So they lost 3-2. to two. That penalty at the end was a killer. That was a big key to this game. And as Coach Mike isn't, I'm not making excuses either. But contrary to what a lot of people believe, I believe referees can change a game in a good way or a bad way. Sometimes it's going to favor you. Sometimes it's not going to favor you. By the end of the year, it probably evens out. The Blues played hard in this game. They took a big lead on goals early in the third by Tarasenko and Tage Thompson, and they did what they did to get back into it. This is one of the better games they've played in a long time. I'm very happy with their effort. Not happy with the result, but as I've always said, you're not going to win every game. Every other team's trying to win too. So those out there bashing the Blues for this loss that they fell apart or something, don't do that. A lot of stuff happened in the third. When your starting goalie goes out after he's been knocked over and hurt and possibly has a concussion, it may change your momentum a little bit. And I thought it did. I thought the Blues had a lot of momentum up to that point. Then Carter Hutton kept him in the game with some good saves. When Jake came back, it seemed like nothing against Jake and nothing against the team. Some stuff just changed. And it was 2-2, two to two, and then it was 3-2 to two before you knew it. That big penalty to get Radulov off his first goal of the night before the empty netter was huge. Like I said, whether it was wrong or right, it did affect the game. And the Blues lost this one. I'm sure somewhere down the road, they're going to get that back and they're going to get a call. It happens. I'm not going to whine about it. There's no use to whine about it. The Blues played a great game. A great game. Coming back home, they would be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes coming off a big win against Pittsburgh where they just dominated. Their speed really dominated. The Penguins, who are a little older team, the Penguins are getting old. This is going to be a different year for the Penguins. It's really been a different year so far. But the Blues are going to be playing a team that played just like they did the night before. One team's got to travel back home. The other one's got to go from Pittsburgh to St. Louis, which is not a long flight. So we should have a good game. In goal, we're going to have Darling, the former goaltender for the Blackhawks. I think the Blackhawks were stupid for getting rid of him, personally. And now you see, since Crawford's been out, that they probably should have somehow tried to keep him with them. I don't know how. Maybe they can figure out something. I don't know, but they should have kept Darling. I think that's a mistake that's going to haunt Joe Quenville and the Chicago Blackhawks. Not saying he's Dominic Hasek, not saying he's Martin Brodeur, but he was a very good backup goalie like we have Carter Hutton here in St. Louis. Going into the game, Carter Hutton would start on the Blues side. Had a pretty good uh, few minutes of the third period when he was in. 
The Blues wanted to get off quickly. They're at home, and it's always great to get off quickly. It's a big plus when you do that. It puts the other team on its heels, and it gives you a lot of momentum. The Blues would get a goal early, and it would be from Kyle Brodziak. Sebastian Ajo back on the line for Petrangelo. And now for Steen. Steen centers it. Brodziak a shot. He scores! Brodziak 43 seconds in, and the Blues lead 1-0. And Mike Yo has made a change with 17 and 11 forwards, and he's liked Brodziak's game, and why wouldn't he? He has been terrific. He wins the faceoff. He punts it back to the point. The first shot wide on purpose for Steen. And what a brilliant pass by Alexander Steen behind the net. It's great to see the Blues get off to an early start and take a one to nothing lead on that big goal by Brodziak. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year if I would have told you Kyle Brodziak would have seven goals before the end of the 2017 year going into 2018 and before we would hit even half the games of the year. You would have told me I was crazy. But he did get a seventh goal and it was assisted by Steen, his 16th, by Petrangelo, his 20th, 43 seconds in, the Blues are up one to nothing. This would have another, another good goalie battle between Darling and Carter Hutton. They would have to make good saves, very good saves. Darling would make a save on Sabotka and Derek Ryan, who had a great, great game flying all over the ice for Carolina. He would test Carter Hutton with about 12 seconds left in the first period, but they couldn't get anything past either goalie. Vladimir Tarasenko pestered by Justin Falk. Soboka for Tarasenko. He gets it back. That being Vladimir Soboka out of the corner. Braden Shen, Tarasenko one more time. Stopping and starting. Falk will hang in there. He's a strong body, Tarasenko. Right out in front. Soboka shut down. Scott Darling dives. It's available. Still loose. And it's hack and whack time. A shot by Dunn ricochets wide. Maybe Darling got a piece of it. No Slavin in for Ryan. Who looks around? Ryan, a shot and a glove save by Carter Hutton. That was a shot that's labeled for that far side. Big saves by both goaltenders. The game against the Stars and now the game against Carolina had goaltenders, in my mind, playing at their very, very best. Darling being the number one goalie in Carolina now over Ward. And then, of course, Carter Hutton being the backup here in St. Louis. Fun game to watch, another close game. The Blues are up one to nothing coming out of the first period. The Blues would outshoot Carolina, and it wouldn't be by much. They would outshoot them 10 to 8. I thought the Blues had some pretty good opportunities, a pretty closely matched game. Both these teams, they didn't really look tired from the night before. They looked like they had some decent energy. Going into the second period, I thought this was going to continue, and it did continue. Both goalies played well, but the Blues did get another goal early in the second period to take the lead 2 to nothing on a beautiful goal by Patrick Berglund. Meanwhile, the Blues to center, a break for Berglund. With Petrangelo back to Berglund, shoots, he scores! What a play, and Berglund makes it 2 nothing. Well, it's a good thing it wasn't icing, J.K., the Blues end up countering the other way. And what pinpoint perfect passing by Berglund and Alex Petrangelo. I thought Petrangelo was going to shoot that puck, but instead he looks it off and fires it right on the tape. And it's a firm pass as well. And Berglund while getting hooked by Stahl. Stahl's got his stick around his midsection, but he gets it back and has enough on it to fire. Oh boy, under the bar and in. Great shot. It was indeed a great shot by Patrick Berglund. Just a beautiful, beautiful goal. He worked hard in this game. I thought Berglund had a very good game. 42 seconds into the second, the Blues are up two to nothing on Berglund's sixth goal of the year. 
Petrangelo's 21st assist, Brodziak's 8th assist to go with his 7th goal. Two points for him so far in the night. The Blues are playing very, very well. But you kind of had the feeling, the way the Hurricanes were staying in there, they weren't getting too far behind, that they were going to at least have some type of rush, and they did. They got two goals within a span of five minutes to tie this game up at two apiece. Now it's done. Walking in just wide. It ricochets out. Could it be a breakaway for Derek Ryan out of the box? He'll get to it. He'll cut in, and he scores! Derek Ryan has the Canes survived the kill. Ryan released from the box. He cuts the lead in half. Darling without his stick for a long, long time. And then this the shot misses now. the net. Sebastian out Aho. Comes Ryan He'll the move in, throw on the brakes. Aho draws it back right out in front. Hannafin, oh. they score! A beautiful setup. It's Lucas Walmark who is standing there in the slot. And he gets the goal and this game is tied. How big is that kill and the Darling saves now? Carolina activating their defense beautifully. And both Van Riemsdyk and Hannafin jump. Plus, you have Tara Vinen going to the front of the net, which helps to create a seam for Walmart. And Walmart just is able to get his stick free, even though Stastny has positioning on him. Two huge goals by Carolina. The first one. Ryan was coming out of the penalty box, and the Blues had such a good opportunity before that on the power play. Darling's stick was broken. They couldn't get a shot on him. Ryan skates down out of the penalty box, puts it right past Carter Hutton, and they're back in it at 2-1, eight minutes in. That was Ryan's ninth goal. Just five minutes after that, that second goal was Lucas Walmark, his first goal of the season. Hannafin gets his 13th assist. Ajo gets his 18th assist. We're tied at two apiece. The Hurricanes really pressured Carter Hutton on a few instances after this, and they almost got one by him late in the second with just seconds left. And as I talked about Derek Ryan earlier, he played a very good game for him, and he had a great opportunity with seven seconds left in the second to give Carolina the lead going into the third, but Carter Hutton came up big. Knocked away by Noah Hannafin. Her Hurricanes the other way. McGinn into Ryan, into Claire, and a big save there by Carter Hutton. On Derek Ryan. And how many times in games has this guy saved us at the end of a period, at the first of a period, at the middle of a period? Heck, any time through a period, he's come up with some timely saves, just as Jake Allen has. So the Blues are very confident in their goaltenders. Going into the third period, the Blues had outshot the Carolina Hurricanes 9-8. to I would say both teams had good opportunities in the third period, and you're wondering who's going to get that goal. Is it going to be Carolina? Maybe it's going to be Ryan, who's just flown all over the ice in the game tonight for the Hurricanes. Is it going to be Berglund? Is it going to be Vladdy? Is it going to be Steiner? Who's it going to be? It's going to be the Mr. Excitement himself, the guy that just goes so crazy when he scores a goal, and a guy that wasn't on the Blues team in training camp. That's right. Scotty Upshaw gives the Blues a 3-2 lead in the third period. Good work down low. Good stick handling now for Bolmeister. Tipped on to Tarasenko, now to Shen. On the wing, Upshaw shoots, he scores! Scotty Upshaw with a great celebration and the Blues lead at 3-2. Well, the Blues have had some great execution with some wonderful passing, and this one's no exception. It is right on the tape, causing the goaltender to go from left to right and spread it open. Tarasenko, Shen, and the pass, the backhand, little hoister right here over the stick of the defenseman, right on the tape, and Upshaw looks like he might be going higher, 
and it goes between the legs and another great celebration from the veteran Scotty Upshaw. You just love it when Scotty Upshaw scores and especially you love it when he scores to give the Blues the lead. This guy's really exciting to watch. He's not the youngest player, early 30s, but he's got a lot of high energy. Is he a number one, number two line guy? Is he a third line guy? Most of the time, no. He's that fourth line guy that sometimes is going to get some opportunities on the other lines and he takes advantage of some of those opportunities and in this time he gives the Blues a 3-2 lead. That would be Upshaw's sixth goal of the year. Sheehan gets his 24th assist. Beautiful pass. Tarasenko, a beautiful pass to Sheehan. His 22nd assist. Eight minutes, 58 seconds into the third period. The Blues are up 3-2. Carolina wasn't done. And one thing I can say about the Carolina team, they're a young team. They've got the youngest defensive core in the league, I believe. Their age is average around 23 years old, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to make some mistakes, but they're also going to make some big plays on the offensive side and defensive side. And it would take Carter Hutton to save this game once again. Just 15 seconds left. Tavo Taravainen had a great opportunity to tie this up at three, but Carter Hutton stands tall and stands big in the crease to give the Blues a win 3-2. to two. And 12.6 left, face-off one, Ajo gets it. And Hutton got over, made a big save on a one-timer on Taravainen. Oh, my, that first one was redirected down low, and somehow Carter Hutton's able to stretch out to his left. It was scary there for a minute. I'm going to have to admit, when I saw him get that shot off, I'm like, oh, no, this ain't going to happen. But it didn't happen. The Blues win 3-2, to two, thanks to a big game by Carter Hutton. Shots on goal, the Blues 29, Hurricanes 25. Face-offs, the Blues won by 8%, 54% to 46%. Both teams had two power plays. Both teams were 0 for 2. Now Carolina did have that shorthanded goal, so they did get a shorthander. Penalty minutes, four apiece. Hits, Carolina actually outhit the Blues 15 to 10. The Blues outblocked them 15 to 10. Giveaways, Carolina had five, and the Blues had three. Big win for the Blues headed into the new year. Let's hear about this win from the newly backed Jay Bowmeister, Scotty Upshaw, Carter Hutton, and of course Coach Mike on this win that they held on to to take it into the new year. It was good. It was, I don't know, kind of a weird game. Kind of took both teams like a little bit to get into it. And, uh, but for me, that was okay because we kind of get adjusted and felt pretty good. So it was all good. Jay, was the five-on-five five game on par for you guys tonight, it seemed like? At times, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the two goals they got, we kind of gave them at the end of a power play and then uh, another little breakdown. But uh, I think for the most part, I think uh, we were generating a lot of off shots and rebounds and that sort of thing, which I think is a focus when you're not scoring a lot of goals, just to get pucks at the net. And um, the goals we did score, some guys made some pretty good plays. You like it when uh, a couple of your blue-collar players uh, get the goals, Brodziak and Upshaw? Yeah, it's always anytime those guys get rewarded. Um, you know, they've been playing real well. I think, especially Brody, he's I think over the last you know five, six number of games, he's been probably one of our best, most consistent guys. And, uh, he does a lot of things. Both those guys do a lot of things that are kind of underappreciated. They kill penalties and. Uh, do a lot of the dirty work in our, our end, so yeah, when everybody likes it when up he scores. So do you deserve to be a regular on that line now? <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, uh, it was definitely a great opportunity for everyone to kind of step up and take on, uh, you know, more responsibility and more uh, uh, playing more situations. And tonight was, uh, you know, it was a big character win that was, um, 
you know, very uplifting for our group. I feel like we uh, we deserved we deserved better than what we've been getting, and tonight we uh, we got rewarded. They tried out like four guys in that spot. Did you finally go to Mike and say, "What about me"? No, you just you, you keep your head down. You work hard when you get the opportunity. You uh, you know you just make the best of it. And um, those two guys are uh, they've been right there for the last uh, few weeks. Just haven't been scoring, but uh, tonight was an opportunity that everyone just uh, ran with. Um, our D played great for, for seven guys back there. Uh, Hutsey was incredible, and uh, the forwards, everyone stepped up and, and played well. What was your reaction when, when you were told you were going on that line? Uh, he grabbed Maggie and I right at the start of the third and just said he was going to throw us in the mix. Uh, we'd be all kind of all over the place. And uh, next shift, he had me out there with him, and we had a, I thought we had a great opportunity where Vladdy um, you know, Vladdy got the puck deep. I made a, a play to him. He brought it to the net. We had a good, a good opportunity, and then um, and he just came back to us. We got a big goal, and then we just kept going. Yeah, the, the goal was just, uh, it was our typical, um, you get it up the wall to the winger, make a, a play to, to a centerman heading north with speed, and, and, he, and Schenner just, I yelled to him too, and he, he made an inc incredible uh, no-look pass that put me in a great shooting spot, and I was able to put one in. Scotty, what's that mindset like when you walk in here and you're going to play 11 forwards, 7D? You don't do it very often, but uh, what's the challenge there, especially for you guys as forwards? Uh, you don't really know how the game's going to go, so if you get in a lot of penalty trouble or the game's kind of you know, played with odd men, it's, it could be difficult, but uh, Yosi did a great job uh, with, with Chief uh, managing the bench and, and being very vocal with us of who's up. Um, and then we all just kind of I, th I felt like we leaned on our veteran guys tonight to, to really step up and, and play bigger roles, take leadership roles, to just get our group in the spot to get points and to finish the job, which uh, we've been having trouble doing. So uh, it was just a big, it was a big win, but led by the leaders in the room, and it was uh, something we can build on. Were you surprised, or you just feel like just try something different to see if we can get going here? Yeah, I mean, it, the game of hockey is never perfect. It's never X's and O's. and. Uh, you have, you know, you got 25 guys that you can use on every different night, and tonight was an opportunity for guys like Brodziak and, you know, Maggie stepped in and did a great job, and and Barbie was was doing uh, doing everything he's asked and more, and um, just an opportunity for everyone to take take bigger steps and to move this group in the right direction without, uh, you know, without Schwartzy, and then not to mention what. Uh, Bull was able to do back there for us tonight was huge. He was uh, he was a big force and didn't look like he'd miss a step. So. Oh goodness, there was a sign something about we want uppy sellies and warm ups there, and they got it. I guess in honor of the World Juniors, he brings it over the top. So you know it's great. What a goal! Obviously, uh, this guy stepped up big for us, and uh, you know like they have in the two years I've been here, you know Brodziak and Upshaw have been awesome, and uh, you know tonight they were the difference. How important was this win for you? I mean, it's a, obviously struggling times. Yeah, know. it's a big win. It's a good hockey team over there too. You know, they pressed and uh, we didn't. We bent, but we didn't break and made it interesting at the end. They're obviously taking a penalty and we we fought them off and hold on for a big win. What a swing there! You know, uh, Darling's down there without a stick and can't get a shot off, and then all of a sudden it's back your way. Yeah, yeah, tough play. I thought uh, I was gonna go play it, and then the guy had a, he, he was gonna beat me to it. And I, I, I kind of misread. I, I thought Petro was going to like be able to like wedge him, you know, keep him on that side of the net. So I kind of tried to be aggressive with him, and uh, he just kind of got it through and made a pretty good play to wrap it all the way around and uh, scored. And, and then the other one's kind of a tough play, you know. I, I think it was it Aho made the pass. I'm not sure who made the pass, but he gets in Hanif and he gets in so tight on his backhand, and uh, 
you know, you don't really have a lot of momentum there. You're kind of honoring the shot, and he makes a good play. And I, I think we just didn't get a stick. And you know, the guy, kid, got his first goal. At least I'll always remember it was on me. <laughs> was that the time of the game where you just kind of got to keep it together, though, because yeah. you built up so much to get a two to nothing lead, and now all of a sudden it's two two, and yeah. maybe some of those oh here we go again moments. Yeah, it was one of those games. I, I thought today was a real mental test for me. Um, you know, you I thought in the first I played really well. Um, they had some good looks. Then the second, not a lot of action, and then they get two on me, and it's a tie game. You know, you blow that lead, it's kind of like, oh, you know, oh crap, not again. And, uh, you know, but then I, I thought for me personally, I make a really good save on Ryan on that kind of two-on-one little mini breakaway blocker save. Um, you know, after I've given up two on only like 13, 14, show, whatever it was. So I think mentally staying with it. And then the third, I thought we came out and we, we made a big statement there in the third, you know, at home. You know, we took it to him. We take the, I thought Darling made an unbelievable stop there too on that one rebound. And then we go down and up he scores. And then late they press. And for me, I think staying with it mentally to compete at the end. You know, you let up for a split second, that game's tied. And I made a little battle and, and we hold on for a huge win. Different things to obviously get the offense going. So what led you to go about in the second uh, well, for one, Bo hasn't been in for a while, and just to give him a chance to protect him there. And then, uh, you know, all the guys have been playing well. I felt that uh, there was freed up some opportunity to get a little extra ice time to some guys up front. So there was a couple things that came into it. You had tryouts at that left wing spot. Did you know you had the guy on your team all along down on the fourth line? Well, you know what? Actually, I really like Barbie's game too. Uh, Uppy stepped up when, uh, when, when called upon. I thought Uppy was good all night, to be honest with you. Had kind of a different role tonight. He was playing with a sort of a, a little mix of everybody and, and I thought that he was real positive on the bench and, and I think that was a big factor in why he was ready for that opportunity. Um, you know, I think that those two games for Barbie, um, in my eyes, uh, resemble a lot of what we saw from him last year and that's a real positive. So, uh, you know, happy for both those guys. Brodsky has been really good for a long time here and, you know, he's obviously we really value the role that he has on our team uh, on a night-to-night basis. And so, uh, you know, for that reason, we've been maybe a little bit reluctant to, to move him up because he's got such an important role, uh, you know, in his checking game. And, and But he, he deserves the opportunity. He's been playing so well. He's working incredibly hard. He's feeling confident. He looks fast, um, decisive. And uh, and I thought that those guys, obviously, Steiner, Berge, and Brodsey did a great job for us tonight. We're talking to Brunzek about the fact that you had 11 forwards. Maybe it makes you guys a little more on the bench. Everybody's into the game. You don't know who's going with who. You think that's a case? Yeah, maybe. I, I think that I think you know. I think that that could have been a factor. You know, the, that said, I think that whatever we threw at the players tonight, they were ready for it. I think that um, saw you know felt good as a coach coming into this game. Just. Um, seeing the demeanor of our group and the focus of our group, um, I don't think that they were going to let anything take them away from, uh, you know, off their game tonight. What, what made you decide to, to try out something? I think you, I did Yeah, I think it was just a little bit more uh, get get some veteran leadership or get some veteran play uh, at that time. Uh, it was a fresh body with some speed. And uh, and we tried it out for a few shifts, and obviously uh, got the goal, which is big. And then we continued with it because he looked real good there. Mike, how do you keep you guys together there? Obviously, like you built up a good five on five game and got the two nothing lead. You know, power plays. Oh, uh, luckily we had talked about it before the game. You know, you, you would you would hope that things go exactly the way as planned through the course of a hockey game, but that's. That's not going to be the case. You know, the other team gets a say in it here, and uh, they've got good players who can make plays. And so, um, we, you know, I think that when we're at our best, 
there's going to be moments of games where you bend a little bit, but we don't break. And I think that there's been times lately where we've broken in those situations. Uh, I think tonight was a really good example when they scored that second goal. Um, you know, I, I, I like the way that we came out and, and got right back to our game. I really liked our third period. Um, you know, I think that we are still aggressive. You know, you can still see that we are attacking off the rush, but still making strong, um, you know, smart decisions while we were doing it. Um, so that was, uh, you know, I think that was an important thing to talk about before the game. Mike, when Darling was without a stick for a buck 03, are you yelling? Shoot. Yeah, I was with the rest of the fans there for sure. Yeah. What, what, what could you have done there? I mean, well, we, yeah, I mean, not to go, not to dwell on that. I mean, certainly you would like to get a shot at that, in that situation. So um, we didn't take the shot. And obviously they score right after. And, and that's, a, again, I think that if we weren't, prepared and ready for some adversity in the course of the game then that could have broken us the way that things have gone but that didn't that wasn't the case i think that we responded uh it was a tough play one we'd like back but um we'll move on you guys have been so good at closing out games but obviously that didn't happen friday how key was it to kind of get right back on the horse yeah i i think it's it's big i mean that's i think that's part of our trademark i think that we're a team that's strong in those um situations i don't think that there's a coincidence that uh, that having bow back uh, you know, not only uh, helped us to do it, but, uh, you know, his presence, his, his poise, uh, there's a trickle-down effect to the rest of the group. And uh, he's been there in so many of those situations, and uh, I think that we felt that tonight. You said last night that you lost, uh, your game back to where you to be. Yeah, I think that that's two real strong games in a row. I think that we are unlucky not to get two wins in those games. Um, but... Uh, you know, this can happen a lot of times. I've seen it many times where things aren't going well, but while things aren't going well, you're building your game and you're building it to a point where you're going to put yourself in a position for things to go well. So um, good effort tonight, and obviously we're going to have to be ready for uh, our next test. You know, we're going to, we're going to come back and we're going to play a team that, uh, that's, that's having a heck of a year and gave us a, gave us a real hard game in their building. So uh, we'll have to be ready for that one. About the offensive opportunities for that Brodzia kind, but they also uh, defended a lot of the stall lines. I mean, yeah. just overall, it, it, was this like a change of pace thing, or could that be a line that sticks? Oh, I think it could be a line that sticks. I think we looked at these three games. We got three home games. Um, you know, three games where we have the opportunity to make the last change and and um, put a shutdown line together, but not just a, a line that's just going to go out there and defend all the time. They can defend, um, you know, and still build our team identity and still um, force the other team's top players to have to defend against them. So, uh, no, I you would expect to see those guys play again next game together. Can you recall if you've done this in fall? Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. Not too often, no, no. You know what? It's you know I think that obviously we would have liked to have had a few more wins in there, um, but and I don't I don't think that we can just sit here and say okay, phew, we're out, we're out of the woods here. You know I think that we've played two real good games in a row. Uh, the important thing is that we, you know we enjoy this win tonight, and then we'll have to take advantage of a practice day, a rest day. And, and get ready for another tough one. You know, the mindset right now has to be every night we have to be all into our game. We have to be ready to play and compete uh, at a high level. And when we do those things, then then we get rewarded more often than not. Yeah, looked really good and played real well. Yeah.
That's what it came down to. Yeah, there's more experience, and obviously, I, I think there was a lot of ice time for him with travel. Um, so I, I think that he was fine in the game. Uh, it was just a situation there where we had a fresh body and Maggie who hadn't played uh, the night before. Uh, obviously, he's got fresh legs. Uh, he's got speed, and he's got a, a good a good mind for the defensive part of the game. So um, that gave him an opportunity to move up there. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they, they, we got word after the game that uh, that he was sore, and obviously a big block for us. But um, yeah, he's fine. Tough loss for the Blues in Dallas, but a big win for them against Carolina. They scored three goals. They haven't done that in a while, so that was very nice to see. Defense is still playing very good. I thought they played good in Dallas. There was a few hiccups at the end of the game. But overall, I thought the defense played very well. They're still getting good goaltending. This team's going to be fine, guys. They're going to be just fine in the long run. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, this team's built for the playoffs, and I don't think we've still seen their best hockey. And starting off the beginning of the year, they're going to have to really play well against the New Jersey Devils. The Devils are a very, very good team. Their last game they played Saturday, of course, they lost to the Capitals. But they're fighting for first place in the Metropolitan Division. They've played 38 games. They're 22-10-6 with 50 points. Capitals have played 40 games, so two games more. They're 24-13-3 with 51 points. A lot of people at the beginning of the year, when the Blues played New Jersey, they were like, well, is New Jersey really a good team? Are we going to see them there much longer? Are they going to fall? And I told you guys, this New Jersey Devils team is a very, very good team. They've got five guys with over 21 points. And their leader is Taylor Hall, 12 goals and 24 assists with 36 points. They're getting good goaltending recently from Corey Schneider. He's got a 2.59 goals against average. His save percentage is 920. He's played very well. And the Blues are going to have their hands full. They're going to have to come up with another great effort like they did in these two games. And if they do that, I think they'll come out with a win. If they get a win starting out the the beginning of the year after getting the win to end the year, I think we may see some things start to roll here. They got Bo Meester back, and we all know I'm not the huge Jay Bo Meester fan, but I am glad to have him back. He takes up minutes, and he's a veteran presence, so he can help out some of the young guys. The Blues will continue to get good goaltending. They're going to continue to play good defensively, and they'll be just fine. That's all the time I have for this episode of the Drop Podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining me. Let's cheer our blues on. And as always, until next time, let's go blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.